yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lennon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitts, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Big you can't really see it because I'm in the hotel gang. Yeah, nigga, the, the lighting is, is fucked up. I had to evacuate. I had to evacuate from the city. You already know what it is. I'm here with my brothers as always. To the to the right, I got my brother Brooklyn. Or well, to the left. All right, whatever it is, nigga. Over there. Brooklyn. <laughs> and then to the bottom. Y- y'all should realize by now. See when he don't have it on, he avocado to him. He coming with them soft takes. But you see when he got the do rag on, do rag doom is in the building. Y'all make yeah, sure I'm y'all coming with the shit today. Y'all bro. y'all hashtag had I like Brooklyn. We gotta make that a hashtag. Hashtag do rag doom. Bro. That's a fact, bro. We, we branding doom like he, Brooklyn with a Q. Uh, young boy <laughs> D with AKA beard gang icy man doom got his thing now. Do rag doom. I told you he was gonna come that. I told you he was gonna come naturally. But how y'all doing today, my brothers, man? A lot of shit. I thought we was gonna come have fun, joke around, but today we gotta have ah, some it's a serious, serious week, bro. It's been a serious a week. A lot of crazy shit is going on from people dying at the hands of police brutality. Not only, and I well, dying at the hands of police. Let me not even say police brutality because they just gunning down niggas. Uh, uh, arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor. A lot. I, you know what blew my mind? Elijah McCain happened a year ago. That fucking blew my mind when that's I found wild. that out. He was posting about it. I, like somebody said, it's the one year anniversary. And if that's not true, y'all let us know. Cause I saw that and I didn't know if, if I believe that. Cause I was tripping. I was like, yo, I could have sworn this happened in quarantine. I was like, how long have we been in quarantine? Has it been a year? Ah, oh, what is going on? And I, I was freaking out. Cause I was like, but I guess that happened a year ago. And it's just, we just not finding out about it, but arrest their killers, arrest Breonna Taylor's killers. But so a lot of shit happened with that this week in terms of Jacob Blake and then, uh, What's Trey? I don't know Trey full name. What's, what's Trey full name? Y'all know Trey full name? Trey, Trey for Pellerin. Yeah, yeah. Pellerin. That's what it is. Yeah, his Trey last Pellerin. name was too long for me to remember. Trey for Pellerin. We're going to talk about all that. The NBA is boycotting. The MLB boycotted, which yeah, I just my saw that in mind. Yeah. Uh, the, the RNC going on with Trump. We're not going to talk about that, though. But like a lot of crazy shit. And then on top of that, Louisiana is experiencing a category four hurricane. And Texas. Don't oh, and selfish. Texas. Sorry to my, because we got Houston fans out here. Sorry to my, sorry to all our Houston family and supporters. Y'all in this as well. Orange, Texas, Beaumont. Shout out to everybody. Y'all be safe. I hope y'all evacuated. Let's talk about the hurricane first, just because that's quick. We get these jokes out of the way and have a little good time first. But how y'all doing before we get to that? Hi, Brooklyn, where you, you are in Monroe, you are safe. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure by the time it gets to me, it'll be a depression. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, obviously it'll bring, like, flooding and whatnot like that. But, yeah, for the most part, I'll be fine. I still got to work at the new station. You're not going to lose power. I, I, I There's a possibility I can lose power. But, but if I lose like power, it'll be days. because... Yeah, no, it'll be because they turned it off for precaution because somebody's wires went down and they didn't want mm-hmm. them to be live or some shit. But I don't think it'll be something that um that'll be long because since I've been going to work this week, they got all the... All electrical companies from from the northern states, they're yeah. in Monroe. Like all oh, the hotels yeah. is packed. We got all the all the trucks. They probably on call. Everywhere. Yeah, they got everything. Like they, I've seen them since Sunday. They've been piling into town, so they they ready. Well, that got my, that got me excited for when I have to leave Mobile, Alabama, because that's what we record in the studio mobile, baby. I, I make it do what it do. We had backup plan, contingency plans. We was ready to go. I was going to record off my phone if I had to. We was giving you this content. That, let me just say this before I come to Doom. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't see our dedication, 
Then I don't know what the fuck you looking at. Your favorite podcast don't go like us, man. Let me. Can I talk my shit about us real quick? Because I'm talk proud your of y'all. Because I'm proud of y'all. Like real shit. Hey. Look at this. We are all in the age range of the youngest one of us is like 24. The oldest one of us is like 28, 29. So we we range from that area and we're, we're young African-Americans, young white, young white Americans, young Latino Americans. We are a diverse group of young men trying to make it do what it do. We will hire females because we, we already had some, but we will hire some eventually. But let me say this. For us to have consistently, because this is the 160th episode, that's big to me. It's not something that we celebrate like 200, 150, 100. It's not something like that, but it's 160, even number. For us to have 160 episodes of this show, 100 episodes of Bros Who Binge on Monday, 60-something episodes of Anime Talk on Tuesday, Prime Time is up in the hundreds, Run It Back is now about to get to five, we got YouTube videos, all this YouTube content, we're about to start live streaming. We are a legitimate television network, and... Your favorite podcast doesn't do half the work we do. Half of it. And it just, I just got to applaud my guys from Doom to Brooklyn to Chrissa to Schubert to Ian to Charles to Julian to Justin. Like, you guys make all this shit go. And it's just, I'm so proud of y'all because it's like, y'all don't realize we run a week. You get four consistent shows on top of extra YouTube content that we doing. Y'all take y'all time out of this. None of us, well, none of us are getting paid. We do this because we love it. We do this because we, we want to connect with you guys. We do this because we're trying to build a community and use our voice for good entertainment as well as have a good time every Thursday. And that's something that I think is important. And it made me realize that today when I said I was evacuating and they had like 15 artists, legitimate, 15 art, well, some of them were artists, some of them were former people that we've interviewed, just certain people that we've done business with, 15 of them, some of them were famous, some of them weren't. Hit me up and was like, yo, bro, if you need a place to crash, come through, like, come through ASAP. Like, shout out to Josiah, even though I, Josiah, there was no way I was coming to LA, but I appreciate it though. Shout out to <laughs> Josiah. Shout out to, shout out to Austin Rapbomb telling me come through to New Orleans. Shout out to the niggas in BR, because they had multiple of them telling me come through to BR. Shout out to, that just shows me that we do good business and we do right by the people that they care about us, man. And I, and that, that really touched me today. And it made me feel good that it's like, whether or not everybody has caught on and, and is not sleeping, the community that we have fostered and garnered cares about us, cares about our opinion and cares about what we have to say about certain things. So I appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart. What do y'all got to say about any of that? Because I think we better than a lot of these podcast networks out here. Oh, yeah, bro. I mean, like you said, consistency is key, bro. And I don't know a man who's more consistent at what he does than Lynn. So, I mean, they, shout out to us, but shout out to Lynn for sure. Because without without you, the the uh, the machine can't turn. So, I appreciate that's that. That's all I got to say about that. I appreciate that. Doom, yeah, if you that, got it. That's the direction I was going with it. Cause I mean, he he was trying to be a little modest and shit, but go yeah, ahead. He always trying to be bro, modest, <laughs> bro. I, like nah, bro. I give it to yeah, y'all, and, and he, he, I give my glory to my. I'm not. I'm nothing without y'all. Yeah, I mean, he he named all them shows, but what he failed to mention was that he's also part of all them shows, and he putting it all together. So you gotta give you big ups to yourself, man. I, pr- I look, gotta respect that work ethic. I, I appreciate I that. that shit. That's not that's not my place to say. That's for the people to say. I, what I say is I big up my guys. And that and honestly, dude, when you listen to the Joe Budden podcast, I respect Joe and them for what they did. We called this three months longer than that. When did we when we call that doom? I think we call that like the 
third episode you was on the pod where we was like, yo, they're not they're not staying with Spotify. We read yeah. the tea leaves a long time ago, and, and I think Joe gave a great solid, and I'm shouting them out because I think it's awesome. Y'all, if you're a podcaster, if you're a creative, you should go listen to the Joe Button podcast that dropped on Wednesday because he talks about what Spotify did to him, how you have to know your worth and everything. Yeah. Joe, Joe got a huge bag, but the thing was Rory Mall Parks wasn't getting that bag and I feel him. Like, if I can't get a bag for all of y'all, we ain't doing it, bro. Like, we gonna wait until we get the right partnership. And it's like, I gotta take care of my niggas because y'all was dead with me when nobody else was. That's how I feel about it and I respect Joe for that. I know you probably didn't listen to the pod yet, Doom, but it's basically it's everything that me and you talk about on the on the side about business and just how you can't let these streaming yeah. companies get a hold of you, run over you and everything. And just basically our conversation about, and I'm not going to call it out because that's something that's personal between me, you, and just, you know, how we get down. But you remember that conversation we had about a certain, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't even have to say no more. That's how Spotify was holding them niggas. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> like how you do Jonah like that? I like, need to listen to the episode. That's the biggest part. I, I seen the timeline going crazy about the episode. No, it's it's fire. I seen this one chick say Spotify gonna take the episode down. So I was like, Joe really talking this shit. I gotta go listen to this. He did, man, and it's it's crazy because it's like. Without Jonam, I don't think they signed Bill Simmons. I don't think they signed Joe Rogan. I don't think they do any. I don't think Spotify becomes a, a That's dominant right. player in the marketplace. Like Apple ran podcasts. Apple right. and YouTube ran it, and now Spotify, because of Joe, is a the dominant force. But it's gonna be interesting to see where they go. I think. Where do you think they go, Doom? Let's let's talk about that real quick before we get into the hurricane shit. I don't know. If you had to know. bet, because see, I don't know. No, I, I honestly. I don't think I don't think Tyler can afford somebody them. that. Yeah, I don't and know. I mean, if if Jay still had like major ownership in it, I would definitely have said title. But I think now since he kind of didn't he sell like a a big majority of his. Yeah, but I think he still got some some leeway. You you know I think he still you know say say what goes down yeah. or what not. <laughs> if I wouldn't they, be if they somehow get him the right offer. I could definitely see title. I could see title. It see the thing is title gotta bring the bag. I could see Apple, because Carl Cherry, who brought him to Spotify, is now at Apple. And that's one of the main things. All the people that brought him at Spotify is no longer there. YouTube, if if uh which I'm gonna call it wants to pay him a bag, uh what's her boy name from 300? Uh Leo Cohen, I could see that. He mentioned Amazon today. Yeah. Amazon would be interesting, a new marketplace got money. That'd be that'd be interesting. But that's enough, Joe. Uh, Brooklyn, where you think they'll go? I think I think they're probably leaning more towards Apple. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I I could see them even doing the Patreon route where they just direct to, at least until they get a deal that yeah, that's what I would them. do. That would be the smartest thing to do for sure right now is <laughs> yeah. to put it on everything. And, yeah, have and a collect. Patreon. Yeah, yeah. And collect the donations. But it's gonna be interesting to see. And I just thought that was important, and it tied into what we were saying about how I gotta big y'all up. But yeah, man, hurricane crazy. Y'all stay safe out there. It, by the time y'all are hearing this, it, it's going on as we speak. Category four. It'll be lit. Bro, I don't understand why people in Lafayette, New Iberia, Dusan, Delcom, Abbeville are not leaving. I get y'all are all, it's going towards Lake Charles, but it's like, why are y'all staying in these podunk towns with horrible drainage? Because they country is yeah. fucked and they never leave. They, never they don't do. care, bro. Doom, I know you happy you don't have to deal with this shit no more. That's a fact. All right, now. What's, what's killing me, yeah. though, is my mom's still down there <laughs> and she to leave. My mom didn't want to leave either. It's weird. it's weird that at my age, I'm calling my mom to like, yo, you need to do this. You know what I mean? 
She don't give a and fuck. And it's like, I do. I had the, really don't care, bro. I was arg- <laughs> I've been arguing. She with said. My mom she said nine. she in a she in a brick house. She's straight. You know what I mean? It don't I, matter. Bro. And I'm just like, why would you even? You know what I mean? I'm right there she with you. Win, but I'm like, on the on the chance that it floods, floods. crazy like they say. What are you gonna do? I was <laughs> and power a, goes out. Like yeah. And you without power for multiple days. That's like, and, and our parents are, are are older now. It's like, they can't deal with that shit like they used to. It's like, come on, fam. Yeah. What y'all do? Like, bro, do I feel the same way? I argue with my mom literally from Sunday, or no, from Saturday when Kirsch found out it was going to be like a category two to today. I was begging my, I said, mama, look, you don't even have to go far. Just go to Baton Rouge. Please right. just go to Baton Rouge. And she was like, well, if Landon want to come, I said, Bro, Lennon is a grown ass man. Now, if that nigga don't want, and go he with, is spring chicken, all right? So if he gets that shit, he'll yeah. go get out of it. If his ass don't want to go, you gotta go, mama. Like fuck, f- like I love my brother, but that nigga's stupid sometimes. Like I just gotta <laughs> call a spade a spade. Like yo, you gotta. I feel that. Away. I feel that. Like I, I'm sure, like my pops <laughs> left. Like my mama and my mama should have left, but they was like, no, we gotta watch out for your brother. Like nah, come on, fam. That nigga gotta understand if he wanna be hard headed, let his ass sit there, no power, not be able to get food, and then I bet next time he going. He'll be. Pa- he'll be the first one out. Cause yeah. see, he never experienced. <laughs> Cause see, I experienced uh, which one that was. It was either Rita or one of them, one of them women ones. Where when yeah, you went, I think when, I think it was Rita, the one that came towards uh, when you're uh, without like, yeah, power for multiple days. Yeah, that shit is miserable, bro. Cause you can't Very, eat nothing. Bro. You can't eat nothing but sandwiches, cereal. Unless you got a propane tank to grill, and you I, know that's bougie Lynn. So you know he gotta have him. He gotta have him everything. He gotta have the, a choice. Bro, it's just like I. Bro, but my thing is this. My thing is this. If you got the funds to evacuate, go. Why not? Like yeah. why? Like yeah. I can understand if you didn't have money. Like I told my mom, if we didn't have money, cool. We hunkering down. We making right. it do what it got to do. Everything. Do what we can. But if you got the funds, get out. Why chance it? <laughs> that's my. That's my biggest thing. If you got the funds, why chance it? I think this pod, at least with me today, my themes are gonna be asking, like whether or not. What, and I'm going to say this now, whether or not the answer that comes up from either one of any one of us is correct or you agree with every answer, there's always the question that I pose, why not this? Why not the other option? Like, that's that's my theme for today. The like, dude, why not leave if you got the opportunity to? That's a fact, especially because it don't take a lot of funds. Like, you don't it's not like you need two thousand dollars to drive to BR. Fifty dollars for gas. With a friend, a yeah. family member. That's to BR too. Maybe not fit. Maybe not thirty to forty to fifty dollars max gas. If you yeah. don't have a family member, a hotel room in BR between seventy to a hundred dollars a night. Yep. Two nights from Thursday to Friday. Check out Saturday. Go back your ass back to your house. That's maybe two hundred dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's Quick. That? And that's that's very small. If we talking potentially saving your life. You know what, <laughs> that's what I mean? What I'm saying, bro. But like. Like I say, can't you can't tell nobody what to do with their life. It's up to them to decide for themselves. I pray for everybody in, like Brooklyn said, in Texas and in Louisiana who has to deal with this. It's crazy that the women hurricanes are always the ones because Marco was a bitch. Marco didn't do nothing but yeah, he didn't do shit. He pussy. It's from Lily, Katrina. Yeah, that was the, every man name besides Andrew. Andrew was the last male one that was really dominant, but a bad motherfucker. Every male one has been trash. Every female one, Katrina, Lily, Rita, not Laura. Yeah. I probably bro, missed I was one in listening this. Oh, wait. A lot. Um, well. What? What you was going to say? That was probably unisex. Hmm. Harvey. Harvey was bad? 
Yeah, that shit oh, fucked up Houston. Oh, yeah, that's the one that uh, yeah, yeah, they, that that's the whole city All was flooded right. and they forced Joel Osteen to um to open the church. Remember, because he said yeah. it was flooded and it really wasn't. Yeah, Harvey was yeah. bad. Okay, that's the only other. Man. That was the la- that was like 2017. That but was look, like the last real bad one. Every fe- every female one fucks shit up. Like every oh yeah. One. If it has a female name, you better watch the fuck out. And that shit become a hurricane? That shit bad motherfucker. But to our West Coast <laughs> listeners, do does Nevada catch fire like California? Because I know California going through some nah. bad. Fire. They ain't got no damn trees. Nah. They ain't oh, got okay. no damn trees. Y'all, do, y'all got earthquakes. Yeah. yeah. How is that shit? But that like, shit, I don't know. Son, like it's scary, but that shit would know bug that me. Don't really. But it's like by the time you even realize what's going it's on, over the shit over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, could like it ever get bad done. enough to where shit like collapses and shit? Mm. They saying that, like, I guess you know how that little expert scientist nigga. Oh, at some point, like, California gonna break. Yeah. Yeah, they thinking that it's like soon too, because apparently the one we had one recent. I don't know if you remember during the um mm, the summer league the WNBA All Star game. Mm. Remember that? One? that? Oh, I did, for real. I did see yeah. that video. They, they they canceled the game like mid game because. The fucking court cracked. Yeah, oh, shit. like it was like it was some crazy shit. But they said that that one was um I forget the name of the little plates that cause earthquakes. Oh, the tectonic in plates. the ground and shit. Yeah, the tectonic plates. So yeah. they were saying that whichever one of those plates shifted was the one that they've been fucking. Oh, it um, must be the San Andreas. Like, uh, San Andreas yeah. fault. They, yeah. They've been estimating. Look at that us. Is that Look one. at us. We we intelligent <laughs> brothers. I'm proud of us. Facts, bro. <laughs> but. They was estimating that that's the one that's going to start all that shit that right. break California off and shit. Real so, crazy. Niggas well, getting scared about that. Well, that's something we're going to have to deal with as well. But I take a trip to California Island. Yeah, me too. That's just sure. that wavy. That's, that's that, sound, that sound better than dealing with hurricanes. <laughs> For sure. Because dealing with hurricanes Until is trash. the big one happened. Because that, I couldn't even imagine, bro. Yeah. That would be some crazy shit. But see, then once it become California Island, they might have to deal with tsunamis because that's... That's what I was going to say. That's what yeah. I stopped. I was like, I thought about it. I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Man. See, yeah, tsunamis, <laughs> tsunamis are pretty bad. So, but anyway, let's get to let's get to the shits, man. Okay, so we'll start this off. There's We're going to start it off with Jacob Blake. Then we'll go to Trey. Uh, well, we'll start off with Trey for it because it's Lafayette. Then go Jacob Blake and then go NBA boycott because slash MLB. I don't know how long the MLB one is, but I applaud them nonetheless because they did it tonight. But all right, so Trayford Pellerin. I'm going to let and Trayford died because he had a knife. He was walking to the gas station, the shell. Apparently, he was in a gas station before causing ruckus and stuff saying, what did he say in the gas station before Doom? The Trayford? Yeah. Well, from what I know, originally he was at the the first show that he was at. Mm-hmm. The uh, the cashier at that gas station, she called the cops because there was a guy swinging a knife inside of the station. Okay, boom. So then he goes to another shell and the cops comes like 17 of them and they're trying to get him to stop. They tase him. He don't do nothing. And he's trying to go into the store and then he gets shot 11 times in his back. Now... Granted, me and Doom have talked about this multiple times off air. And the more I sat down and thought about it, the more I felt that, look, Trayford Pellerin was probably, well, let me not say probably, he was in the wrong because we don't know if he was going to go in the shell and commit a crime. Now, my issue is they did not have to shoot that man 11 times and kill him. I think with 
rubber with the invention of rubber bullets, tear gas. I think there's more. And then I think if they would have maybe one person tased them, but there's 20 of them. I, th- I guarantee you if more than four niggas tased them, then it goes going down. So my problem with this is not that I don't have a, I don't, cause he wasn't innocent, but I do think that we have seen non-innocent people get subdued, especially even in Lafayette, where they had a man with an AK-47. They shot him with a rubber bullet, broke his glass, negotiated him down, and then talked him out of it. And they said if, if he didn't come out, they were going to shoot him again with another rubber bullet, knock his ass out. So, And he was a white man. So my thing is, why can white men get that treatment, but we can't get shot with rubber bullets or get shot in the leg or something to take us down? I, I do think that's why it's not getting national coverage, because he was in the wrong. But my issue is with the treatment and handling of how they handled him. I don't think he had to die. Now, Doom, before I come to you, Brooklyn, what's your thoughts on all this? I mean, I uh, just just like Doom, I also have a friend that's in the, uh, the Lafayette Police Department. Well, was in the Lafayette Police Department. He's now in, uh, in McKinley. But um, so I was listening to his point of view or whatever his side and stuff like that. But it's like what you said, bro. There is so many different ways to, to subdue someone. someone and apprehend them without them having to have 10 to 15 to 30 bullets fucking in bullets in a bet, bro. Like You're not the judge, jury, and executioner. Like, you were just supposed to apprehend him and then let the legal system do what exactly. it has to do. And like, you can, and like you said, you can apprehend him with rubber bullets. You can ap- apprehend, there's tear gas. You could have you done a multitude of things to get this nigga down before killing him. That's my major complaint with it. Anything else you got broken before we come to doom? All, the only thing else I got to say about it is, I mean, at this rate, bro, I mean, every every major country has had their their real revolution. We technically never had one. They just named it American Revolution to make it sound sexy. But technically, we've never had that that uprising and overthrowing of the government and re, rebranding it. It's coming soon because of the way we going, the, thing the way is, they smoking people, it's ridiculous, bro. The thing is that what white people don't understand, we're not even trying to overthrow the government. We're not trying to do nothing. We we don't want more. We don't want what they think. They think we want to make it's what they dominant. Want, they think we want to be like them in control. No, man, we don't want, we just want to be treated fairly and equally. We don't even want to be because some would say that we have a right to because of the 400 years of just torture 400 plus years of torture and 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 negligence by this country they some people say we should demand more but we're not even doing that we just want to be treated equally and fairly so it's like anybody never who, happened, Lynn. anybody who never doesn't happened. understand that it's fucking crazy all right doom what you got brother cuz me and you've been talking about this off air a bunch yeah i mean it's it's kind of hard to just speak on it you know what I'm saying? Because there's so many different, like, layers to it. To yeah. Me. You know what I'm saying? And especially with, there's a few, like, key details that I would need to have, like, a firm opinion on it. But I will say when I, and, and this opinion kind of pissed a few people off, but when it first happened, I didn't have a problem with it at all. You know what I mean? At all. Because you saw I'm the video. With, I'm with everybody up until the point he reaches the door of the gas station. And I'll tell you why, because let's say, given that the police use everything that they had, all resources available to try and subdue him, what do you do as a police officer in that situation if a potentially violent suspect 
is entering a station with a bunch of innocent people. And you made me realize if my grandmother was in there, how would how would you react? Like if that was your mama or somebody right. that you cared about. Because that's what I think. When I heard Lafayette, obviously that you shit know, home. Yeah, you you think like yo, anybody that I know, anybody that I care about could be in that situation. You know what I mean? So yeah. how would I how would I personally want the situation to play out? Now, granted, I don't want to get that, you know, twisted into saying that I feel like he deserved to die because absolutely not. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't care. Even if you like legitimately murder people like you don't you shouldn't just be gunned down in the street before having your your damn court. Yeah. Go through your due process. You know what I'm saying? 100 percent. But I think given that situation, when we talk about the safety of innocent people inside of the store, if the Lafayette Police Department use everything available to try to get the weapon out of his hand, get him to stop. I don't see no problem with how that played out. I honestly don't. I would agree with you if they did that. And they did not, right. though. And, and that's, that's where the, the major factor. Is. That's where the big debate is. Because people people say shoot him in the leg. I don't... I, me, personally, I don't see that. Because I'm saying if, if you've ever shot a gun before, you know what I mean? And we talking about this could potentially be a life or death situation for the people involved. It's very hard to hit two moving targets. You know, I ain't gonna gonna, lie. There's a lot of people in the LA in the Lafayette PD, they bad shots. So and, I'm right there. And back. see, and see, let me interject right here. That goes into another point of these people need real training. I'm not talking this bullshit. Because a, a barber has to get more hours of training in Louisiana than a police department person, so it's like That's y'all need real point, y'all need real training to where y'all can shoot at any point in the thing. But let's let's not even use that because I because you're right. There's too many variables with that. But if you have a rubber bullet and you can hit a nigga four times in the in the back with a rubber bullet and knock his ass out, that's what should have been done in my opinion. Right. And if they had that available to them, then 1,000% they in the wrong. Oh, and they got you know rubber I mean? bullets available to them. But, that's that's but, the crazy thing. They, but see, they, mean, don't but choose, at, they don't choose to bring them. point in time. Because yeah. to me, from what... And I'm, I'm not a police officer. I never really talked to any police officer about this. But from the assumption I'm under is those type of shits, like rubber bullets, they don't bring that out unless they feel like it's a call, like the the... Riot control and shit. Yeah, like that. they only do it like for that. that that's not something that, That's right. what they say. But then my my counter to that is why in that situation when that man had that AK, they had them rubber bullets with him, and that was in Lafayette. And it's like they use that for certain people, and that's something that was in that Lafayette during said, a protest. No, bro, that was a man had uh, just had a hot hostage. Yeah, like, it was a standoff. It was it was a standoff. That's Nigga cool. had an AK. He was shooting at him, and then they just he he stopped in the middle of the throughway. Traffic was stopped for like five hours. Then people shot a rubber bullet in his, in his car, broke his window. They was like, we're going to shoot another one at you to disarm you unless you unless we can talk but you to see, you. And they, they negotiated him down. Five and hours. They, they waited. They sent somebody to get rubber bullets and came back. We don't get that kind of treatment, bro. And that's, they're, and not, that's, they're not waiting, bro. Not for black people. Black, black man armed and dangerous shoot to kill. Ready. Right. Yeah. And it's Fuck like... That nigga. It's like, y'all got to do better than that, man. And it's like, that's what we're fighting for. It's like, we're not saying, we're not defending him because he's a criminal. No, we're defending the actions of y'all don't give us the opportunities that are allowed to white people. Like, black people just get gunned down no matter like no matter if they're innocent yeah. or they're guilty. And we see innocence right. with Jacob Blake. 
Yeah. Because that, he was that's just, a crazy situation. Too. That, that, now that situation to me is more fucked cool. up than this one because that one was homie broke up a fight. He was walking to his car, and granted. He probably shouldn't have walked to his car in that situation because they don't know if he's going to pull out a gun. But I'm not me saying that is not defending the police because I don't think they should have shot him either way. But it's like, yo, all he did was break up a fight and was walking to his car to leave. And it's like, why do you all have to pull him and shoot at his ass? Like he wasn't doing anything in front of the kids. In front, yeah, in front like, of the kids. That video gave me goosebumps. Bro. Y'all didn't have to kill that man in front of his children. Yeah, and that that's a big problem too, because I know when they they engage in certain shit like that, that's supposed to be some type of risk management. You know what I mean? Like you can't just start letting off with innocent civilians all around, let alone right. children. That's just crazy. You know and, what I mean? And that, especially if the dude had, because with Trayford, it was kind of different because they arrived on the scene under the impression he was dangerous. Yeah, because right. he but had a nice dude. If he if he breaking up a fight, what you even fucking with him in the first place for? You know what That's I mean? The, That's what I'm and not the, understanding. And they, and they went with assumptions that he was in the wrong. They didn't even go to... They didn't even ask, question nobody, yeah, bro. They, they didn't just even started shooting. That's the thing. They didn't even bother to understand the situation was he was breaking up a fight. And that's a huge, huge issue. And that goes back to the points that me and Jay saying, that me and y'all, that me and we've talked about on this pod. We have to get... Uh, we have to get qualitative immunity out of here. We also have to get a system where it's not internal affairs that investigates these police things. It can't be someone inside the cops investigating cops problems. It has to be a group outside of the cops that investigate these things. And we have to update training and we got to get quotas out of here. Those are things that are viable change is in because if you abolish the police, crime is going to run rampant. And I, I don't care. It's America. Nobody. Everybody, not everybody in America, but most people Crime in America already are bad. I, I don't right. care what nobody t- says. No niggas. They busting up the city trains, man. Cry, uh, man, it, it, it run rampant that's with a, the fucking cops. Right. That's, a, that's another thing that just bothered me. So Lafayette bust up that y'all shit. Y'all niggas are stupid. I y'all applaud, niggas are stupid, bro. I applaud Lafayette for protesting and taking a stand. But to everybody who was at that city trains that night and drove through the drove through the, the door and started stealing, looting, and burning shit down on the north side. Y'all are fucking idiots. The north side is bad as it is, right? They already what? trying to move us south, more south to closer to Youngsville. It's going to be Youngsville and New Youngsville. That's what it's going to be, right? And you going to burn down what's left of your neighborhood. Your- city trans, nigga. What you get from city trans? What oh. you get from city trans? Y'all are fucking idiots. Like, fucking it, doing more damage to the situation then that then that's necessary. Like they don't realize that by doing that, you're fueling the narrative of all these niggas stupid, all these niggas hoodlums, all these niggas criminals. These, these niggas don't know what, 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 what's right and what's wrong. These niggas don't know what was was the dealio and they don't deserve what they what they're fighting for right now. And it's like, why do that shit? Like, why go in if like I said in the first time we talked about riding in Lewiston, if you want to burn a building down to make a statement. Go burn down a fucking police state. Go right. Why fucking burn down a, a national bank? Like some, why some, are you some burning shit down that the white people gonna actually care, care about. about? Yeah, yeah. Go, go burn down Maven's Men wearing River Ranch. Right. Like <laughs> why would you burn down a city trends? I yo, I put money on it, y'all. That city trends will not be rebuilt. And the thing is, 
even in why they doing this, they got niggas in the parking lot fighting. They had niggas in the parking lot shooting. They had niggas in the parking lot fighting for a hundred dollars. Like three people got shot. Then it's like, what the fuck are you animals Bro, doing? And I'm calling y'all fucking animals because y'all are being fucking animals. Go ahead, dude. My bad. This shit when I was, I was, I was on Facebook. Nah, nah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm but just saying shit. Whenever shit, I was on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever I was on Facebook looking through the lives, because obviously 90% of my Facebook friends is Lafayette. Posting that shit. So <laughs> right. I'm just I'm just going through the live, bro. And literally every live I clicked just made me shake my head. And it, this is before the looting and all this other shit. I'm talking about just at the protest. In the park. First oh. one I joined, I'm a I'm a I'm a leader person name. First one I joined. It's niggas fighting. Within the thir- first 30 seconds I'm on the live, bro. It's niggas fighting. The protest started at six. This is about 16, bro. I kid you not. 15 minutes into the protest, it's niggas fighting. And I'm not talking about niggas fighting. The cops. You know, some racist nigga that no, came and threatened to beat their ass. They, they fighting amongst each other, bro. And I'm just like, this is so... It, it's counterproductive to the real reason you even out there in the first right. place how the fuck do you expect somebody to give a fuck about a cause that you don't, you don't even give a fuck, fuck about? about yes thank you you know what i mean yep no i agree that's that's 100%. crazy because if you if you gave the slightest fuck a, about Trayford, the last thing on your mind would have been fighting some random nigga you got beef with right, but then you know he had niggas mean? fighting like, for hundreds for hundred dollars like they had bets going on. Like shit is out here doing flight club and shit. Like, shit is crazy. That's fucking nuts. But like this leads into the NBA boycott, which I'm so proud of the NBA because I truly feel. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have to add an amendment to this podcast. So this podcast is released on a Saturday. It's normally released on a Thursday. So let me give you some reason and clarity why it, it wasn't released when it was supposed to, because I was in Mobile and I had to uh, drop the Run It Back as well. I thought it would have been easier since this pod is audio and video to do Run It Back first and then put this pod up. But by the time Run It Back was able to be on YouTube, it was Thursday night going into Friday for the Friday release. And by that time, I had to come back home because my girlfriend had to work today which is saturday therefore i wasn't able to edit and put this pod up for friday so that is my mistake we will be back to our normal time on thursday i just wanted to let you know also gotta say this an amendment to this so we talked about the nba uh protest and boycott doom was right we had to wait and see but also i i was i'm glad i kind of waited to discuss this and we'll discuss this more next week but I was upset because they didn't continue the boycott because I feel the way to get change is to attack the money. Now, I've heard from, I, I discussed with my father, seeing a lot of people on, on Fox Sports and ESPN discuss this, so I was able to hear another opinion, therefore making my own thoughts. I feel that, yes, they should have waited, but because they didn't, we have to look at for what they asked. They made their demands. They want to get the owners to put pressure on governments to get convictions for Breonna Taylor's killing as well as Jacob Blake's. Also, they want to, but what I think is more tangible is them with also they ask for putting pressure on governments to help change policy. And you have to do it at the local and state level. We won't get done on the federal level until you get people in office, yada, yada, yada. But 
what these owners can do because they're billionaires who donates to the states where said teams are, they can allow to help change policy. They can allow to help affect the police unions. Shout out to D-Ray Mackison. I believe that's his name. He did an interview with Bill Simmons that explains basically what these police unions do and the way to get rid of them as well. And when you do that, you can get rid of qualitative immunity. And then when you do that, there can be real change to arresting and curbing some of this police brutality and unnecessary killings. Now, if the NBA does that, then we can see real change. They also got the owners to commit to using their arenas as voting places to help curb voter suppression. That is something that we'll see this year. As well as got to shout out Dallas Mavericks and Rick Carlisle and Mark Cuban and the whole team. They got rid of choke. They got a ban on chokeholds in their city of Dallas. Now, that is tangible change. They felt that they needed to come back to use their pressures to continue to push the uh, narrative as well as get the owners to fully commit to helping. Now, we won't know the results of that for some time now. We said the same thing with Jay-Z, and we saw some tangible change in the NFL, but I believe we'll see more with this. This allows for if the owners do not meet and, I guess, oblige the demands and requests of the players, then they can show that they are willing to boycott. They're willing to do it again. Now, the Bucks kind of did it on the spur of the moment thing, and LeBron, Kawhi, and them were willing to walk away. However, they discussed and they felt that they needed to play and, but not necessarily play, but use the platform they're given with national television to continue to speak. I believe if it was planned out and they had demands and the Bucks didn't do it on the spur of the moment, then we would have seen more, we would have more knowledge of what they wanted. But because the Bucks kind of just pulled the trigger on emotion, we don't see that. Now, I do believe that LeBron and the NBA will fight for change. The question is, is it on them to fight for this when they're just put in this situation? Now, I'm, I applaud them for fighting, but I believe that change has to come from people like the owners and white people who set up this system. It's, it, it's Black people can fight for it, but they didn't create this. The per- people who created this need to change this. Now, we'll discuss this more on the next pod, but I just felt the need to clarify. Also, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. I need to, need to, need to say that because, man, it was a tough, tough loss losing him. We'll talk more about that on Birds Who Binge, but I'd be remiss not to discuss that. Now, with all of that being said, I'll let you guys hear the conversation with me, Doom, in Brooklyn about the NBA protests, and we will continue this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for being patient with us. The hurricane was something, luckily, we didn't, in my town at least, and in Schubertstown, we didn't get a lot of damage. Everybody's okay. But prayers, prayers, prayers to everybody in Lake Charles, Jennings, and everybody on that side into Texas who received major damage. Prayers to all of you. Let's continue the pod now. The way to enact change is to... uh, Protesting is cool. That's cool. But I feel like the way to really enact change is to affect the money. Because they got people that's radical that's like, oh, we got to burn down shit to affect change. No, you don't. You don't have to be violent to affect change and you don't have to protest affect change. But the thing that, that you have to do that we don't choose to do is affect the money. And that's Gotta why the, the dollars, man. that's why the NBA's boycott is huge, because if they it can't be just for one game, which they uh, they stopped it on Wednesday night. 
It has to be for multiple. And I guarantee those owners are going to put pressure on the government because they're going to have these white billionaires who I'm about to say, these motherfuckers are really powerful, baby. That's what I'm talking about. They're lob- they got their own lobbyists. Right. They got their own people yep. to push their agendas. And they're going to come together and say, look, y'all affecting our bread and this shit got to stop. Like, I don't care what the fuck is going on. Y'all got to stop killing these black people because it's affecting our money now. Now it's affecting our pockets. Now let's actually make a difference. And that's crucial. I also think the other thing is you got to vote in local elections, which niggas don't do. As much as niggas say, I'm tired of hearing about voting. Voting don't change nothing. No, you niggas don't do it. So like, until you niggas right. do it, like I don't hear shit about it. Y'all got to do it. But to really affect change, you have to affect the dollar of the people in charge and the powerful white people. If all black people band together and say, we're not spending money at none of these major corporations for a and week, I listening to that. two weeks, three weeks, I guarantee we see change, but y'all don't want to do that. And that's why I'm proud of the NBA for doing that, as well as the MLB. Shout out to the Brewers. The Brewers didn't play tonight either. I don't yeah. know. I don't think the MLB boycott will last weeks, but as long as the NBA does, that's what's going to yeah, actually drive the difference. I want to say there was another team that decided It was the Brewers and the Reds. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the Brewers were playing the Reds, and, the, and they didn't accept the forfeit. They was like, nah, we all boycotting together. How do y'all feel about this NBA boycott? Nah, I like it, bro. I mean, like you said, Boy, it God. really puts a statement. I, and, and that's all really what, what needs to be happening is for them to make a statement where it affects the dollars. Not wearing a stupid shirt or buying a shirt that you don't even know where it came from, because it probably or, came from some white dude. Or canceling Aunt Jemima. Yeah, or can't... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't make me ignorant. Or cancel it out your mind more, doing all that other shit that really don't affect them. Like this is what it affects. The change would be what hurts them the most. What what, what runs America is the dollar dollar bills, y'all. And if you're affecting the dollars, then you're on the right path. It's not about the poor racist white folks. It's not right. They don't. I don't give a shit. fuck about them. I don't give a they fuck don't matter. about them. It's the powerful elitist people who don't right. care. They don't care. See. Oh, granted, there's some rich racists. Don't get it twisted. But Facts. for majority of the, the rich and powerful don't care about anything but their dollar. They just don't care about anything but their dollar. And if you affect their dollar, that's when you care. see change. Look at <laughs> Nike. Look at Nike and the Redskins. Nike was like, you know what? Fuck this. We not paying y'all no money. We not giving y'all none of y'all shit. And we pulling our sponsorship unless y'all change that fucking name. When that affected the Washington, when that affected the Washington Redskins dollar sign, that shit was gone, and not even the Washington football team. And they quick. hired a black man, so that shit was going quick, bro. Look, when you affect the it. dollar, you see change. Doing what you got to say about about the NBA boycott and all of this. I'm I'm just I'm worried about the NBA, bro, because like everybody celebrating, I think it's too early to celebrate. Oh, for and sure, I'm, I'm gonna tell it can't you be why. one game. There is. Cause the one game shit is cool, especially with Adam Silver being the one where he he want he wants to keep the image of the league that like it's a player friendly league. Right. You know what I mean? He he fighting to keep that image where he support the players and what they care about and all this other shit. But I never did buy it. You know what I mean? Even from early on, I never really bought that whole like I don't think that Adam Silver is out here fighting the black fight. I just don't. You know what I mean? And he could be a great guy. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not convinced of that yet. Now, we know without a doubt that there's something in those contracts where it'll go over. If you niggas don't play the games, this and this and this is going to happen. 
Well, it already it, technically it so, it started tonight. Like you can't miss one game. So it's like yeah, I'm about to say I'm pretty they, sure they right. they, they broke they broke it tonight. Right. So and, and Adam Silver to keep that image that I was talking about, <laughs> he's gonna say, okay, I'm I'm behind y'all. Do what y'all gotta do. But when this shit's if, if it was to push to a point where it's affecting the owners, you know, the, the playoff schedule when it's affecting draft time. Cause you gotta, you gotta realize they gotta keep on this schedule with the TV companies. And that they gotta see. draft because now think about just all the little shit that nobody really thinking about. And they that's, don't, they don't that's draft why on time. they need to, that's why they have to do it. Like it can't just be tonight and it's over with. The players gotta say, look, right. it's gonna affect our dollar, but this is where the LeBrons, the, the Chris Paul, the richest niggas gotta say, we gonna pick up the little niggas. And, you think they're gonna do that though? But it, look, I, that's not gonna happen. Look, I don't see that's I don't, happening, I don't bro. See that. Look, yeah. it, may, it, might, it might not happen, but look, I feel that more so than the NFL, these NBA players care about each other enough to be like, look, we're gonna make sure y'all straight. I'm not saying they're gonna give them their checks or whatnot, but I'm saying they, they'll make sure. Ain't nobody getting no check. I, I, they'll make sure the little niggas are straight. And if they band together and affect those TV dollars, that's where we're gonna see change potentially happen. And it's and I agree with you, Doom. It's too early to celebrate. Cause it's cool. It's about what happens next. That's what's important. Yeah, because there there will be a point. Let's say they do decide want to boycott until we see some solid change, which you know is not gonna happen anytime. Niggas is gonna be. Them niggas gonna let's be say they decide to do that. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna come to a time where Adam Silver is gonna say, "Black Lives Matter" and all, but you niggas gotta play ball. <laughs> Yeah, and Black then we gonna matter, see what, these green ones. what's gonna happen, and that's the thing. That's a and, fact, and, and, and that, that's gonna happen. It's like no way around that. And that, and the thing is, and the thing is, when it, that question gets asked, will they say no? Not until y'all do something about it, because y'all have the power to do something about it. And if they do that, we will see change. Because then Adam Silver's gonna have no choice, and the owners will have no choice because it's like, well, cool, we taking their checks away. They realize this, but they don't care, and it's like. That's when we'll see change happen, at least in my opinion. That's the yeah. only way we'll see I, it. And I guess my, my <laughs> other question is how much can we even put the NBA on the hook for all this bullshit? That's true, you know too. I mean? you, they, they're not on the hook for none of this. And, that, and that's another thing. They shouldn't, the NBA players shouldn't be responsible. The for NFL making, is more on the hook than, than the, NBA. The, the, the NBA players shouldn't be res- <laughs> hold to the responsibility of making change. It should be held to the responsibility of people in power. But right. since the people in power aren't doing it, I applaud them for putting that to put forcing their hand. And it's like, it's not their responsibility, but I applaud them for doing it. Right. Because right. they they're doing things that the NFL wouldn't do. They're doing things that other leagues wouldn't do. And as long as LeBron James, Kawhi, the main Russell Westbrook, Harden, the main niggas say we're not doing it. Superstars, then, yeah. Then it's not happening. And that's the difference with the NFL. The superstars weren't saying anything. It was quiet. They were quiet, and that's the thing with the NBA. If Giannis and all them, the superstars say we're not playing, then they're not playing. Like when I saw LeBron tweet, I was like, "Oh, they boycotting." It's it's, it's not just the Bucks. Facts. Because I thought tonight it was gonna be, "Oh, well, the Bucks not playing, but we are gonna watch the Rockets and Thunder." Chris Paul said, "Fuck that," and then LeBron said, "Fuck that." So I gotta applaud them as long as they stay true and they solidarity. But Doom, you're one hundred percent right. It's not about now; it's about what happens three weeks from now. Right. And I think it's only really effective if somehow the NBA has their hand in some other shit. 
You know what I mean? Oh well, I, those some like of the, if if well, stopping the NBA money starts affecting the people that we really aiming at. Well, I don't well, I don't see like the, if this was the NFL, I would be all for it. I'd be like nigga boycott for the next ten seasons. Well, see the right. owners. They need to hurt. The thing you know is, <laughs> the NBA boycott affects Disney, which affects Bob Iger, who is a big time person in government oh, yeah. and has money. Also, certain owners like right. uh certain certain owners like the Milwaukee Bucks have play with the government because he has he he donates to campaigns and whatnot. So it will it will definitely if it it would have been more so with the NFL, but there's certain owners who are in these playoffs who it, who it affects to where it, they will definitely contact tech their government. But even more so is the is the Robert Iger, uh, Bob Iger and Disney that will bring about the change more so than the NBA things. It's, it's more so about those TV contracts. Yeah, he definitely, right. I definitely think about uh, Bob Iger, but yeah. Because Bob Iger The TV contracts are probably one of the biggest reasons for like the, the contract booms, you know what I'm saying? Like they wouldn't be able to pay the, 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 uh, not great as be, much as they could. They're going to be repercussions for this. Cause of that. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like this, like, this, 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 this is going to be some hurt for this. If, if they go through with it, the next year they going to have to take a dramatic salary cut and they might not get back to this level for about another three years. Right. But if that's what they're willing to do, then I got to applaud them for it, man. Cause it's like, yo, y'all, y'all made that choice. And it's like, I respect y'all for fighting for us and y'all are fighting for us the right way to where it's like it, kneeling and protesting is cool, but it's not what's going to get the job done. It's about right. affecting them greenbacks. Cause that's what these niggas care about. Yep. Yep. So, all right, bet. Well then cool, cool, cool. But yeah, uh, again, Prayers for the families of Jacob Blake and Trey for Pellerin. I pray for y'all, man. I pray for everybody affected by this. And hopefully y'all find justice because what happened to y'all is not right. I hope, I hope, I hope Trey for boycott the city of Lafayette and his people get some money for that shit. <laughs> See, these niggas suing, they suing just they suing criminally. Nah, 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 nah. That's what that's another thing black people gotta realize. We gotta stop suing criminally to try to get dumb. these people in jail. We yeah. gotta sue civically. So we can get these fucking money. So we can. That's the only thing that my aunt taught me. She's she's a civil lawyer in New York, and she said, "Look, all that criminal shit ain't gonna get nothing done, baby." She said, "They need to call me up. We're gonna get to this bag, like to get the money, because because in civil court they they tend to side with the people more. Because see, in criminal court, it's about proving intent and improving if they did it. Civil court is it's about the action and how that action has affected, and it's like." You can you can prove that action affected easily more so than it, than intent, and that's why you bankrupt these fucking cities, and then then you'll see some fucking change. That's another thing you gotta do, and that's why Jacob Blake being paralyzed. Oh, he better sue the fuck out of Wisconsin. I get, would get I would sue five the to city, ten. I, the state. How much I'm how much money that. that is? I can't walk no more. I can't have sex. I can't pass along my seat, bro. I need $20 million in debt. Hey, first of all, he already got too many kids, though. He don't need no more. Oh, well, I seen the picture. He don't need no more. He don't need no more. No more, I, my brother. I need His kid has been enough. I need $20. I need $20 million in, in damages. That's a fact, did. though. I would I would be, like, suing something crazy for damages, bro. Like, if I'm me and I wake up, I'm like, ooh, y'all should have killed me because I've been run your pockets. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Dude, man, I got to ask you, bro. Uh... 
So being that we did our our poll for the best Wayne album and uh one of the the, the best Wayne album that we got a response for, let me pull it up and shout I out to everybody. Wayne projects. A best Wayne project, yeah, all of them. The one that won, well, we got a tie. It's a tie between No Ceilings and the Carter Three, and that that's led- why I corrected you because I knew that one of them was a mixtape. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that leads into this conversation: Who would win in a versus Wayne versus Drake? You bugging, bro? Come on, son. What are we talk about? We bro? was we was. We was having this debate in the group message with uh me, Chris, and Fade. And they was talking crazy that Wayne just washing Drake, no contest. Yeah, no, that's nuts. And they said washing him. They yeah, no, bro. Yeah, Chris and Fade were walling just yeah. saying Wayne. Like, I'm like, yo, y'all can't just outright say that. Like, that's nuts. <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. See, and, and my thing is, because I know, I know what point of view they looking at it from. Cause if we talking to any real nigga, if Wayne can play all his mixtape street shit, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. there's a there's a there's a separator between Wayne and Drake because Drake never did and never will have a street hit. For sure. We'll never have that. And and Wayne got two to count. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if we battling that along with the chart toppers, you know, adding the Mrs. Officer and those type of tracks. Like, Wayne winning. But if I'm looking at how Versus is judged, and that's, you know how and that, Versus is judged. They're going to play radio billboard right. shit. Only shit that was on Drake your Drake is smashing Wayne. And right. that, Drake and, and, is smashing Wayne. We talking billboard? Mr. Mo hits than the Beatles, nigga? Yeah, Come and on, that, man. And that's my thing. Even if Wayne plays his Mrs. Officers and Lollipops, Drake got something enough. to count, counter that. Yeah. And, and even if Wayne plays yeah. some of the, like if Wayne, because some of the hot boy era shit, I would only say play back that ass up in a couple more. But even when Wayne played back that ass up, Drake could play pr- practice. And I, and I, y'all know how I feel. I think no, practice, bro. I think practice is a, is no. a better song. Back that ass beat. Come on. Back that ass up beat practice. This is why we don't fuck with you, bro. Come Practice is hard as fuck. Practice is hard as fuck. But back that ass up is a, I think that's Wayne's only lock. I'm there not, is I'm no not denying song that. Drake catalog that will beat Back That Ass Up. Back That right. Ass Up is Lil Wayne's Billie Jean. You got me fucked up if you right, think I'm taking practice over that. <laughs> my bad, y'all right. I, I'll that was disrespectful. My, my bad. Back, back That Ass Up wins, but that's his only like, like Doom said. I don't think Lollipop's that's a, a that's lot. That's what I'm saying. That's a lot. That's what I'm saying. That's the only okay. one that's a lot. That's why I, that's why I got so aggressive. A Millie might be a lot. <laughs> a Millie is a lot. I don't even, I don't even think that. Mm. What? I think Drake has hits. Drake has hits. Hustler music that is a lot though. Out of here. Hustler's music is a lot. Yeah, I, I like Wayne got two. I'm trying to think of that's, some more. Yeah. Me that's too. Like, I like this. This one for sure. I, do, I mean, does does prostitute flames count? Because I know that was mixtape shit. Was it mixtape shit? I mean, I think yeah, they could play mixtape shit because Jada played mixtape shit. I think. But it's like you got to choose uh, your twenty carefully because if facts. you play swag, because like swag surfing could be a lock, but it's like that's three. Like some of the mixtape shits when you play, like if Drake plays legit album smashes, it's like, what you gonna do? You know, we're like, yeah, what you gonna I mean, do with that? Yes, I'm saying because like a lot of a lot of Lil Wayne smash hits, like like the shit he did with Rick Ross, the uh, John, like that's that's a street that's a street anthem, like. But, but then Drake could play yeah. Stay Scheming. That's what I was gonna say, and I was like, but then he goes counter with his Rick Ross shit, and it's like. Mm. Mm, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Gold roses. It's like every and see that's the thing. Even when Wayne would play his street stuff, Drake would go to his feature bag with right. his street niggas shit. So it's like 
That's why I'm saying I'm not saying Drake wins, but I'm not saying Wayne just overly blows him out. I think I don't think either one of them really overblows the other one out unless they restrict it and Wayne can't play mixtape shit. But if it's everything's on the board, I think it's a really close competition. I I I think I think that might be a draw. I think yeah, that I legit think, would be a, exactly. the first draw because it's twenty. I think Wayne, Drake could get ten, and Wayne I, could get I think, ten. Yeah, and I mean, I could easily see it going that way, but I, I think in a versus setting, Drake just, wins just because of the That's way the, the audience yeah. is. No, yeah. I, I, I could agree with that. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. But I think if it's like real niggas judging it, and like Wayne could play his mixtape shit in his twenty songs, I think Drake would get ten, and I think Wayne would get ten. Legit. That's a fact. But in the verse said, yeah. no, I agree with you, Doom. Drake, Drake definitely wins that shit because all the popular yeah, niggas. That go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 1,000%. What y'all thought of that new Big Sean song? It was deep. It I was, like uh, I heard it this morning. Yo, when he deep. said he lost the kids, I was like, damn. Like, Sean ready to eat. Yeah. And Detroit, Detroit was my favorite Sean mixtape. So it's like, okay, okay. Let's see what you got. I'm hyped. Yeah. So, and I always was high on Sean. So I'm, I'm ready to see what he got coming. What is Sean the top of that second tier of like you know how they got Drake Kendrick Cole is Sean at the top of that next tier? Who would y'all say is 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 the highest one in that next tier? It's got to be Sean. How huh? is it? Yeah, me? I, or is it Wale? As far as ability, yeah. As, as, as far as ability, yeah. I th- I think Big Sean. You know what it was? It was just Sean you know, was you know, one of those people. Album. That it wasn't, it wasn't, um, the project wasn't coming consistent enough type shit. You he don't have, he don't have, so, he, don't, he only have one good project. And that's, that's really what it was that, and that that's, when you said it, I was like, yeah, that's my favorite too. Like, but then I thought about it and I couldn't, I didn't have anything to really to compare it to. Cause all the other shit, I was like, this is whack. Yeah, this is pop whack. shit. This is some pop shit for the, for the, uh, for the label. Like I can tell when I listen to the album, I'm like, this was, this was for the label. This wasn't yeah. something that he had a lot of control over. So is Meek the top then? Who who is the top of the the, the, the neck that next that next tier? Because I would say as Sean far as Travis. Oh yeah, Travis. Okay, yeah, true. As far as popularity goes, if if we weren't talking Travis, then it would have to be Meek. But uh, but I think Wale and and uh, Big Sean. Sean's. I think they're say they they have the same downfall where they did a lot of shit where the 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 label had way too much control over their shit, and it didn't go the way they thought it would. And my thing is, it's crazy because Wale got like two classic albums, in my opinion, but niggas just didn't pay no mind. That that one with Jerry Seinfeld is a fucking classic. I, that's, then, that shit is fire. Yeah. And, and then the Festivus mixtape that dropped before that, that shit is a classic too. And yep. then the, shit, Wale might got another one with the album there's, about nothing because that or the mixtape about nothing because that shit is fire too. There's, there's another one. There was one that I went to his album signing and I ain't gonna tell. I ain't gonna talk. Which about one? Gifted? That nigga. That nigga Hollywood for that. But uh, no, fuck that. I think I think Gifted was trash. Uh, <laughs> that was one of them label ones that you could tell he didn't have a lot of. Uh, oh, you control. talking about ambition, bro? That one is fucking fire. classic, bro. Fire. I remember that. I was a senior in high school, bro. Yeah. He was Hollywood. He wasn't really talking to nobody. Had the music blasting, but Big, it's high. Big Sean is friendly, and that's why niggas respect him. But Wale is not friendly, but he got good music. If Wale yeah. was friendly, Wale would probably be well, in that tier with J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. Wale just not friendly. They may roast me for this, but it's probably his fault. Oh, I it think is. it's Ross' fault. I Ooh. think Ross, because I've been I've had friends running to Meek in the streets before he got locked up, and they told me that he wasn't approachable, he wasn't nice, like he was standoffish. Like I already knew Wale was because I had met him, but I didn't know Meek was until all my friends were telling me they was like, nah, bro, he he be acting funny. He don't really fuck with niggas like that. But then he'll fuck with niggas for his videos when he wanted to do the dirt bikes and shit. Mm-hmm. Then he'll call random niggas and he's like, bro, you wasn't mm-hmm. fucking with the streets. 
Who are these people? You paid these niggas? Mm, the niggas so not I think, I think it was. I think it's Ross. I think it's the way he was going about the business was telling these niggas not to be too friendly with niggas. Mm. Because everybody who came up under him under the, the Maybach music shit when they did like the the uh, the the con- the, comp- the compilation yeah. albums and shit, I, a lot of them are like that. Yeah, that that's the thing. I hope Sean. I hope Detroit Two does it for Sean though. Uh, I hope that, so too. that Pharrell song was ass with Jay Z. Shit was ass. It was a two pack of ass. Black man, black man, black man. Like nigga, what are you, what are you doing, nigga? Yeah, that shit. Was <laughs> I thought that shit. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out that that shit was for like some uh, TV that, show or for some like some don't... some uh, kids movie. Because bro, that's what it reminded me of. I was like, I don't give a fuck what that's for. Pharrell, Doctor Seuss track. I'm listening to because you know Pharrell be out here doing it for the kids, and that's what it sounded like to me. It was trash. I don't give a, don't give a fuck what that shit is for. That shit was the two pack of ass. Uh, but yo, that Nas album that was kind of fire. Shout out to Hit Boy. Yo. Bro, it was very far. Oh, bro. you see what happened when Nas get good beats? Kanye should get his ass I knew what you was about to say, bro. I already knew what you was about to Kanye say. Kanye need to get his ass whooped for that shit. What Kanye did to Nas is, see, is atrocious. What's, what's crazy is I didn't think Nasir was super ass. I I, I think, <laughs> I, I mean, it definitely wasn't as good as this. It definitely wasn't as good as this. I'll give you that. But I don't, like, it got a lot of hate, and I don't see where that hate come from. Like, hey, like from, he can like, collaborate with Kanye. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think it's that too. Niggas just hate Kanye so much. Yeah, that's what it would have been. I didn't I didn't mind the album that much. Like it wasn't the greatest shit I ever heard, but it the was the beats was was not popping. Like them things was whatever. Yeah, I See, think this? the sound was just too far left from what we used to hearing from For Nas. Nas. And that's yeah. the thing, Nas was getting in Kanye world, but see, Hit Boy was like, I'm gonna come bring my sauce to your world. And it just worked like yeah. shout out to Hit Boy, man. Hit Boy on a run. Brooklyn, how does this does this does this put New York back on the is, is New York at, feeling at, good oh. about? This. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Queens is feeling nice. Queens is feeling real nice, bro. It's not because of the Mets, all right? Queens is feeling real nice because of this. I don't know per se if it puts New York back on the map, but it definitely it, it definitely gives uh all of all my old heads and queens something to talk about for sure. Like I'm telling y'all niggas, y'all I niggas can't rap. Should, this how, this yeah. real rap right I here. hope I hope it does. I already know that's right. how they bumping on the street right now. Because New York got issues with hot 97 finding out one of them niggas is a was a murderer, one of they one of they radio people, Patty. I'm people, not like. shocked, bro. Like <laughs> they don't be doing no background check. Like I've seen so many of these DJ niggas on like these rental boats with mad girls, and I'm like, like, yo. I know this bitch right here is not of age. And I didn't have to research that hard. All I did was click on the name you tagged and, and I, I don't see nothing but little ass friends on her page. Hot, Hot 97 is look, is in deep doo-doo right now. Yeah, no, I'm not shocked, bro. And it's, that's what happens when it's owned by a company that's small. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I think the company that owned Hot 97 owned like five or six radio stations. Yeah, that would never happen with with uh iHeart. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. So like, when you don't got, when you don't have to worry about jumping through hoops. Yeah, you can you get a lot of things under the rug. That's true. Well, that's all we got this week, ladies and gentlemen. Short week this week. Brooklyn, tell the people they can find you on social media. You can find me at all social medias at where Brooklyn at. That's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. Because we are not trying to get sued. Do rag doom. Tell them where they can find you at, bro. Hello, Doom, SJ, Instagram, and Twitter, man. Y'all holla at me. Y'all be sure to follow Doom. And with that being said, let's get into our interview this week with BR artist DShaw225. Let's get into that right now. Hey, there we go. We back in business. Quarantine Chronicles. 
collection of short stories. Yeah. Yo. Hey. Now this right here ain't nothing more than a couple raps Hit a young and spit, they feel the vibe, but then they coming back Audio dope at its purest, come get a puff of that Lost interest in a lot of things, I swear that most of stuff is whack But I'm still hoping and searching for that confidence Lately I've been questioning my ways and all the common sense I'm caught up in this life of mine Worried I won't find the time to leave my mark The streets too dark to catch on to this light I shine Ah shit, they sleeping just like usual But most of the ones that's peeping know what I'm speaking so beautiful If aliens heard my shit, they be geeking Thinking this human's cool Invite me out to space, give me lace with a cooler full of brew I think I'm going crazy Really, my brain's spazzing Trying to act normal, but time to time I just can't grasp it All this overthinking been leading into some strange habits Sleep deprived and wigging, been feeling like a deranged addict So how you move when that ganja don't feel the same? And what you do when that liquor don't kill the pain? And the rain scrambling Wondering how you got there Just know the sun is on the way to take you out of that nightmare Look, so how you move when that ganja don't feel the same? And what you do when that liquor don't kill the pain? And the rain scrambling Wondering how you got there Just know the sun is on the way to take you out of that nightmare Passion developed in a way when I heard Carter three, Fell in love in an instance Ever since then, man, it's been hard to sleep Younger with a dream Who would've guessed just what this art would bring From rapping on the bus To making fans move at the varsity But yet they hardly see The greatness that I'm harnessing I studied all the legends Swear these rhymes move through my arteries Approach the craft wholeheartedly Regardless what the critics think I'm hungry, shit, I'm starving I've been sparring with this industry I got the right hooks Followed by the dopest verses Tell me while I feel like Y'all still shitting on the most deserving Probably take my death For y'all to realize what I wrote was golden Living in the moment Yet I'm anxious what the future's holding Shit, honestly, ain't no telling I got vision in my mind blowing ganja leaves with my brethren's in a bigger state lawn covered in palm trees a well man abroad who's well equipped for my offspring so how you move when that ganja don't feel the same and what you do when that liquor don't kill the pain in the rain scrambling wondering how you got there just know the sun is on the way to take you out of that nightmare look so how you move when that ganja don't feel the same and what you do when that liquor don't kill the pain in the rain scrambling wondering how you got there just know the sun is on the way to take you out of that nightmare This week's special guest is D Shaw, D Shaw two two five, a, a hip hop artist out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He just dropped his new tape, Quarantine Chronicles. How you doing, D Shaw, brother? Man, I'm doing great. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. Like like I told you off air is I always say this to when everybody asks me when we since uh, the pandemic started. I'm doing as well as one can do in this pandemic and quarantine. My family healthy, my girl healthy, my friends healthy. As long as that's popping off, I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. How you doing, brother? Man, I can't complain either, you know. Uh, not working right now, like job-wise, so yeah. doing music as much as possible, you know, keeping the health up, that type of stuff. Got to, especially, and then I know that hurt because <laughs> the unemployment shit stopped. Yeah, that is that hurt. I was, I was honestly, I was never on it because um, we were, my, I work at a casino, so it never, uh, like, okay. full, yeah, they never, like, fully shut down. Well, they did. But uh, I still had, like, a job to do. Yeah. So, uh, nah. Like, I had a scare. Like, I thought I had corona, honestly. So I Damn. quit the casino job because it's, like, just a dangerous place with, like, the COVID yeah. going around. Like, it's not very clean or anything like that. So I just been... You just been chilling. Chilling, yeah. man. Yeah, working, yeah. bro. I feel that. Well, let's get into this, to this interview. I want to ask you, for the people that don't know, is that when you is your rapper name D Shaw? Is it D Shaw two two five? 
It's uh, it's two two five. Okay, uh, real. It used to be. It was D Shaw, but like the first platform I started using to like distribute my shit mm-hmm. was SoundCloud, and my uh username was two two five. And then people just started adding that onto it, and I kind of liked the way it like you know rang with it, so we just ran with that. You just ran one hundred. So tell me your story. What got you into music? What got you into hip hop? And when Man. did you want, decide you wanted to be a rapper? Uh. I didn't take it, like, decided as, like, a serious, you know, career until, like, my senior year of high school. I started, like, doing shows and filming videos. But, I mean, I'd say the passion developed in, like, elementary school. I started freestyling on the school bus, you know. That's when, uh, around the time Carter Three came out, that's, like, the first rap album that I fucking really, not resonated with, obviously, a non-white kid. Yeah, but, like, the one that made me, like, all right, hip-hop's this shit. Like, I want to do this. All right, real. Who are some of your favorite rappers and some of your influences? Uh, off the top, man, just Mac Miller. Like, if it wasn't for him, I would probably be rapping the way I rap. Like, he influenced my style heavily. Uh, Mac, you mean, like, just rappers or just artists in general? You could do rap and or just artists in general. You could do both. Yeah. Well, rappers, I'd say, like, Mac Miller, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Earl Sweatshirt, Andre 3000. But, like, Bob Marley and Red Hot Chili Peppers, Sublime, like, that kind of, like, reggae, you know, chilled-out rock music yeah. really influenced me, too. That was the start of it. I got a question for you since you said Mac. And I always say this. To me, Mac Miller is the best white rapper. And I don't even, like, and as, as I understand Eminem is the GOAT, the, le- like, yeah. you, we understand about him. But to me, Mac's music resonated more with me. And it's something that, like, I could yeah. relate to. And it was something that... Yeah, he's not rapping 150 miles an hour, but this dude <laughs> yeah. is cold as hell. And like, when you say Mac, when you say M, you say white rapper. But with Mac, you don't really say like Mac's just a cold nah, dude. Yeah, right, man. He uh resonating like me too, bro. Like the kids mixtape. Like I swear to God, that was the soundtrack to you know middle school, early high school. Like facts. And every every single song, like I could relate. It's like a time capsule. Like I can go back to where I first heard that song still get, like, the same emotions, like, it's timeless music. That's every project, though. And I'm about to say Faces to me. Faces. Dude, that's and, my uh, favorite, yeah. I was about to say, the two, because I, I think Kids was amazing, but then I think Best Day Ever, even though I liked it, was kind of like the frat boy rap. And then mm-hmm. he, he changed with Macadelic, but I think from Macadelic to, uh, hold on, I, I don't want to mess this album's name up because I fucking love it. I got it in my fucking, uh, in my Serato. So I got, from Macadelic to watching movies with the sound off to faces, uh, that three, three album run, and even into Good AM, that was fucking phenomenal, dude. bro. Yeah, Faces is just a masterpiece. Like, there'll never be, there will never be another project. Like that. that even, yeah, that's just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, awesome. the, the Rap Diablo shit. Oh, uh, man, Macho When I Drop Flows. That is my shit. The so, bar gets raised up. <laughs> yeah, it's just me and P. Pablo. I'm colder than the mono. I'm colder than Gaspacho. Nah, I fuck, I fuck with you, bro. Hell yeah. yeah. So, all right, let's get into uh, let's get into your project, Quarantine Chronicles. So my first question would be, you on uh, Caged In, you said something inside is telling you to chase it, and you also said you're not sure where this is going. How do you battle that doubt that all creators experience? Man, that's a great question. Um, I think really, like, if it's meant for you, all artists, they know it, like, you know, deep you inside. Like, yeah. yeah, like, there's going to be these outside obstacles that try to, you know, hinder your growth. But if you know you got it, you know you got it. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know, like you can't blame the blogs for not posting you or 
whatever your goal may be as an artist, but just put everything towards the music and, you know, what's meant to be, it's going to happen. Yep. And you got to, you got to give it your all. It's about grinding and then never quit. Yeah. Right. 1000%. Regardless of, you know, the outcome sometimes, like you just got to do it in the moment. You know, that's the art of it. Exactly. And then if you don't, then that leaves you with regret because you don't want to be that 45 year old man sitting in your house, looking at your kids and your wife working your nine to five and thinking, man, I had the shot to do it. But exactly. See, I just turned 20. So it's like, if I don't do this full force, I know I'm going to be that 40 year old. Like, man, I was tripping. Like, why not? Give it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you got time. Like, that's the thing. You just turned 20 years old. Like, I'm 26. I think I, I figured out what I wanted to do when I was like 23, 24. And then right. for like the next two to three years, I've been just giving it my all. So like, you got time, brother. You got, honestly, I, I like to, uh, me and my friends, when we talk about this, I think rappers have, a, a, a if you start when you're 20, 18, you have until like 32 to make it. Like legit. You got 12 yeah. years. And like just, once you once you get to 32, 34, that's when it's like, all right, I got to try to if I'm not yeah. going to make it, I got to try to get out. You know right. what I mean? So use right. these 10 years and just hustle hard. And I think your music shows that you're doing that and it shows that you're super, super talented. Thank you, man. Yeah, I have that. Uh, I have that conversation often with my friends, too. I mean, you look at hip hop's greatest figures, man. Jay-Z, Eminem. 28. Yeah, like they're all over 25 dropping these, you know, known today as classics. But at the time, they didn't know that, man. They was just getting put on. It's crazy. Exactly. So, okay, on how you move, you said if aliens heard your shit, they would think <laughs> this human is cool. I love that bar. What, what would you show aliens if you had a day with them on Earth? To be honest, man, I wouldn't want to show them much of, like, the world right now, bro. Like, I'd kick it with them in their little spaceship or whatever they travel in. But I feel like they already know what's on Earth, you know? Like, I'd want to go you know, kick it where they're where they had resided at. Yeah. Speaking of that, I got to ask you, cause I asked every artist being that we're in this time period. And I just like to get your take. What do you think about what's going on in the world? Because, because you are a white rapper, I think you, your voice matters in this conversation that's going on right now with the fight for racial equality. Man, it's obviously like fucked up situations going on, you know, police brutality, all that bullshit, it's obvious. You know, the ones that are blind to it are the ones that, that's how they grew up. You know, no, not justifying them. No, it's 100%. like, they refuse to see, you know, like what's actually going on just because of, you know, their grandpa or their racist grandma, or it's like, but I do feel like with that being said, a lot of people are also becoming like aware of these things. Yeah, facts. You know? so. and, and I think it takes people like yourself and like, I mean, of course, I, like, of course, young black people are going to fight for it. But I think it takes people like yourself and the, the, the white allies that are in, the, in this world to really help make a difference. Because it's going to take people like you and, and the rest Thanks. of them to convince their friends who may have been sheltered and may have had those grandparents and grandpas where they're not necessarily racist. That's just all they know. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. They don't, they don't know they're being racist. Exactly. You know? yeah, they're yeah. just super uneducated. And they're just going with what they see and what they know. Like, I can't right. tell you how many people that when I ask them who they're voting for, they say, whoever my parents tell me. And it's like, nah, bro, we're at the age where you got to start thinking for yourself. Exactly. 100%. Okay. So you said you're hungry and you studied all the legends. Plus you're amazing at rapping to me. So that means to me you're ingrained in this culture that's hip-hop how do you deal with the stigma of being a quote-unquote white rapper uh man i'll be honest like i don't really like i said earlier like if it's meant for you it's meant for you so like i don't 
a lot of times I don't even think of it like as a white rapper thing. Like I just yeah, think of it as a as true a student because like I, I fucking love hip hop. Like it's one of the only things I truly care about. And I think like over time, like people are starting to catch on to that. Like, cause I mean, I kind of had my start like Mac did, you know, like rapping at parties and frat parties. Like basically my fans are not fans, but like the people I was rapping to were just strictly like white frat people, you know, my homies I grew up with. But you know, as time went on, they realized like, yo, he's actually like doing this shit like, and the street started you know. accepting you. Like I told you, man, yeah. before this, Adam Dollars said on our podcast, he's the reason why I checked you out. He was like, yo, this dude that I got on my project, D. Shaw is one of the hardest people in BR. It's like, you got to check for him. And then, and that's something that I realized. You one of the hardest people rapping in Baton Rouge. How important are lyrics and bars to you? Oh, uh, man, like, like I said, I'm 20. I don't want to be the old head, but that's like, that's all that matters really to me. You yeah. Know? I mean, I maybe that'll... Well, being that you're 20, how do you deal with being that your era is this swag, mumble, melody? And not saying that you don't involve melodies, because you do, but how do you mm. deal with the idea of, number one, y'all are a microwave generation, my, my generation included, microwave yeah. to where you got to have songs a certain length, but you don't really care about that. You just spit bars. Like in the first song, you even talk about how I'm not doing no fucking chorus. I'm just I'm just rapping. So yeah, how do you man. deal with that How to catch the, the attention of them and to sound catchy enough to where they listen? Um, like when I'm writing, I know, like, first off, like if I don't feel the beat instantly, I'm not gonna write to it like that. Like it has to like, you know, set in. Yeah, it has kinda, to be a vibe, yeah. Kind of marinate, yeah. But like, I know like which lane I'm approaching when I drop per song, you know, like I've got songs for the, the younger hype crowd that wanna blast it in the whip, you know, at a party, like not really sit and think of the conscious shit being spoken, but just kind of bop to it, you know? But, um. As far as like the hype beast, you know, I'm, I'm, I fuck with that shit too. You know, yeah. I'm just not, I'm very rarely in that mind state to make a track like that, if that makes sense. Like, I've, I, I, I always feel like I've got more to say. It's always, yeah, it's always about making sure you, you, you what you think and what you feel you got to put on track and to, and to say that. How do you deal with the, the time stuff? Like, because you're, man, y'all's generation, two minute songs. Like, and, yeah. you don't, and you don't necessarily make two minute songs. Like, sometimes you do, but sometimes you'll give them a four minute bar sesh because of your, your inspirations, like Mac, like Wayne, like Three Stacks, where it's like, shit, you know, Wayne will go for five minutes and it's just yeah. bars. Facts. Um, like I said, man, it's really just, you know, like whenever I'm writing, whatever, like I'm trying to do with that. Like, I don't have like a uh, a set time limit. Yeah. Like I, I write differently each way. Like, I'll write like on paper. I'll write just randomly. Like, so like however I'm feeling like in that moment, I'll write like I'll write four minute songs. I'll write two minute songs, like very unorthodox with the structure sometimes too. Like the one I didn't put a hook in, I was just really fucking with the beat. And I'm like, you know, I'll pause a little bit at times, but this one, I want to just, you know, let the bars out Yeah, and just, versus and just, other ones that are way off. more structured. 100%. Okay, so on Paradox, you talked about talking to your pops who's in prison. What was that? What what has that been like? And if he's not out, what has it been like for having a parent incarcerated? He's out. You know, he never got locked up on, like, serious charges, but he was just, you know, when I was, like, like early adolescence, he was in and out of prison a lot. Like, um, just bullshit, man. Just not, you know, drugs. Uh, yeah. Shit like that. But it was like, I never had, like, that feeling of you know, stableness with my father until recently. And so, like, just growing up, it was kind of hard because, like, you know, I never knew where he was at, if he was safe. You know, I'd often get the, you know, would you like to accept this call from yeah. the prison, yada, yada. So just kind of touching on that. How does that How does that affect you as a child, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was hard, man, you know, because he had, you know, a few crimes which were blasted on 
WFP. Yeah, so it's like going back to school. going to school. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, you know, I was always cool about it, you know, but I like deep down, you know, that shit sucks. But, you know, it makes you it makes you stronger. Do you think that being a rapper now kind of allows you to use that as a sense of therapy to get that off your chest? 100 percent. Couldn't say maybe when you were younger. 100 percent, man. Him. I have a track about his father, my grandpa. Uh, he OD'd when I was Damn. 12 and I was the one that found him. I have a song about that. So, like, yeah, I've always, you know, used music as that coping mechanism. 100 percent. And that's that's something I think I see with a lot of creators is as we as I'm seeing more artists grow and, and seeing some of these lyrical rappers, a lot of them use their music as therapy. And I feel like that's something that as we've grown, I think our generation, my generation years, because you're Gen Z, I'm millennial. I think our two generations are the cause of males not being afraid to say how they feel, because I think that's what hurt the generations before us, being that this tough machismo bravado, this false sense of I need to not I need to not say how I feel because that's what, what's manly. I think yeah. that's starting to change. And I think it needs to change because it does, mental man. health is a huge, huge thing that that's very, very important. Facts. Yeah, like, I don't know what's up with the the whole, like, yeah, I can't discuss feelings, but, yeah, like, I'm glad it's changing. You know, we're all humans. We all need to express these things, you know? No, 100%. So what do you mean uh, on the next song? Oh, oh, no, on Paradox, not the next song. Excuse me. What do you mean by saying that you're dead, but you're still breathing? Uh, that itself, you know, it is a paradox. Like, I wanted the hook, each line of the hook to kind of be a paradox. You know, that's mm-hmm. what it was built around. But basically like that, I mean, like, you know, like on the surface, you know, I'm breathing, I'm smiling, I'm doing fine. You but know, on the kick. inside. Yeah, like on the inside, you know, like when you're hurting, but like you're still, you know, you got to maintain, you know. Yeah, you got to keep fighting. And that goes back to what we we're talking about, by getting that, getting those emotions out and letting it be like right. a sense of therapy. So what made you choose Trey Lewis and Tommy Rouge as your only two features? Shout out to the boys, Trey Lewis yeah, and Tommy Rouge, too. Shout out to them, man. Uh, honestly, they're just, they're hard as fuck, man. Like, they can spit, you know? There's a lot of talented rappers in BR, but I feel like them two specifically just kind of carry a style and, like, flow that you can't really find anywhere else. And I felt like just the beat of Paradox, like, I instantly, not instantly, but once I laid my verse and, like, thinking of a feature, I just heard Trey naturally, you know, he's got that, laid back lyrical kind of flow so he went well on it and then Tommy I wanted him to like kind of come in and give it that hype you know like yeah. that more you know give VR vibe to it yeah because that's yeah. how he, that's what he had while being lyrical at the same time and kind of speaking on what I was speaking on but both of those tracks man I was beyond satisfied with how when, they, you, when you do features when you hear some of those dudes come hard like Trey and Tommy they they kill it every time do you when you lay your verse down and you send it to them when they come back if they trying to eat too much you because you, Tommy Tommy said on the last interview he's like bro look if they eat more than me I gotta come in and change something yeah. I'm honest do you do that as well uh like you mean like if I were to feature on somebody's or if they or, or just or if you to feature on somebody's or if they're to feature on yours and you give your verse first and you hear them come back with some crazy, crazy shit, will you change yeah. it at that point? Like just a little uh, bit, just so you know you're not getting eat on. You I know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I I haven't felt that way yet. You know, I might, sure. but like I felt like Right like now said, you they, kill it, yeah. Yeah, they, they both came hard as fuck, but I mean, like, that's I what still, I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, you still held your own, 1,000%. I fuck with that. Right. So you have dope artwork for Quarantine Chronicles, but something I noticed is you changed the explicit logo. Was that something, it made it something unique to you. Did you do that? Did you purposely do that? Or was this that you and your art guy just, you know, yeah, your art uh, guy go crazy? Shout out Luke Dugas. That's just kind of like my way of, you know, showing love, promoting, because that's his logo. 
okay. but it's also a parental advisory sticker. So like that's just me letting him use his, you know, versus Real. the traditional white and black box. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was super dope. So how do you feel that you've grown from the kid from Z, and I'm assuming that's Zachary, yeah. to Quarantine Chronicles? Man, I think Kid from the Z was just me. That was my my first, like, not full body, because I had a few projects that I made, like, in my bedroom. But that was, like, the first one. I worked with real producers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, went to real studios, like, actually aligned the, the project, you know, like a real body of work. But I think as far as growth, man, I'm just, material-wise, I'm just talking about much more real-life shit now. You know, I was... 18, 19, wrapping up high school when I made that project. So, you know, and you can hear it in the different songs, like just the subject matter. I think skill-wise, I'm growing too. It's like you went from kids to like getting to your, not necessarily best day ever, but getting to your macadelic, getting to your like from, I'm I'm growing up, man. I'm I'm experiencing things in life. It's time for me to to say how I feel and then really spit that. Right, still getting, because they're both EPs, so I'm still like not at album phase. When that day comes, it'll be even more of a, you know, growth. How do you how do you deal with speaking on your truths like like with your pops? How do how do you deal with the family relationships after the friend relationships after about them hearing your thoughts? How does that how do you deal with the the responses from certain individuals that may recognize, oh, he's rapping about me on this song? Um to be honest, I haven't they haven't noticed yet, you know. Okay, real. Not that I think of, but I know my dad, like he's just a real solid dude. Like he wouldn't be the type to say anything. get offended any type yeah. of way. Like he's you know, he's that's my boy. So it's like if he were to hear it, he'd probably think it's dope as hell that I'm expressing myself that way and not, you know, talking shit on his name because that's not what I was doing, you know. No, one thousand percent. Like yeah. not not at all. That was just he, like I said, like you just seeing how you saying how you felt. Right. And he's mature enough to know, like you know. You know, that's that's what he's rapping about. So like he he respected. So man, look, when you said these are just EPs, when when should we be looking forward to bringing you back on here for the album talk? Is that something man. soon or is that something you gotta experience some life experiences nah, first? Yeah, that ain't anything soon. That's uh it's an array of reasons why I haven't made like that full body. The you know, the main one I'll tell you, I just wanna develop a bigger fan base. Cause like if I were to make an album, I'm going all in like budget wise. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanna make sure that's something that not blows me up, you know, here, but no, but, something that you have people that's, that's here for. Yeah. Something that's like really going to be treated as an LP. Like I don't want to just make a, a tape and label an album just for the hell of it. Like I really want that to be like my debut into this rap shit. 100%. You know? Until then we just get mixtapes and EPs. Singles. Yeah. All that. 100%. So, all right, let's get into the rapid fire question sections. Now that we talked about quarantine chronicles, but real quick, tell the people where they can find quarantine chronicles at, and where they can listen to it at? Uh, it's everywhere, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming platforms, SoundCloud, uh, Amazon, you know, just anywhere you stream, it's there. I'm getting hard copies too. Real. Y'all make sure yeah. y'all search DSHOW225. Make sure you put the 225 in there so you can find it. Definitely check out Quarantine Chronicles because it is super dope. Now, being Thank that you. you are a Louisiana boy, I ask this to every Louisianian, gumbo or crawfish? Oh man, that's hard. Uh, I'm gonna put it like this: if there's like a lot of people around, and like it's more of an event thing, crawfish. You know, like we're drinking, we're chilling. But if like I'm at a restaurant and I want like a nice, soothing meal, I'm going with gumbo. All right, all right. Now I gotta ask it to you like this: saying say, you gotta choose one, regardless of the environment. This okay. is just you on an island 
and you buy yourself and they're like, yo, you get to, you only get one or two of these options. Which one are you taking? Um, crawfish. All right. You know, cause gumbo, you gotta like, I feel like it's more maintenance to keep it True. fresh or whatever versus crawfish. You just peel and throw the fucking shit in the woods. Just... All right. <laughs> gumbo or boudin? Boudin, man. I love boudin. All right. Boudin or crawfish? <sighs> Crawfish. Ooh, all right, all right. Yeah. Do you, do you fuck with, like, the smoked boudin, the, the seafood boudin? Because me, I'm just a regular boudin guy, but I can get down with the, the smoke, but I the some about the seafood boudin just don't sit right with me. Bro, I like it all. <laughs> like, every boudin, every boudin I've ever had, you know, it's just, it's kind of like pizza for me. Like, people ask my favorite pizza. If it's good pizza, it's good pizza, you know. If the boudin's smacking, like, it's smacking. It's good like, smacking, yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, what's your favorite food? Is it pizza? That's a very hard question. Like, I'm a big food guy. Like, I love food. Um, off the top, though, my mom's roast and gravy, man. Rice and gravy. Shit, it hits every time, though. I can, I can relate. Look, me and you both chubby dudes. I can relate. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it. Like, Rice good, and gravy. Food, yeah. good food needs its props, man. Like 1,000%. Yeah. If you could go anywhere on vacation, assuming that there's no coronavirus, where would you go? <sighs> Go to Japan, man. Or uh, Ooh, I fuck with that. I'm a big, I'm a big Japanese thing. I love anime. Yeah. I love samurai culture. I fuck with that. Maybe Italy though, like with the uh, the boat city. What's it yeah, called? Vatican Venice. City. Venice, Venice. Venice. Yeah, where you can yeah. uh, ride through with the gondolas and shit. Yeah, that looks sick. But like, I've never traveled out the country, so like, you know, I'd be cool with anything. Hell yeah, that's something you got to do once the once you push that album, you gonna be touring. I believe it. I'm I'm still putting that in stone. Hey, thank you, man. 100%. Okay. okay, so next question I got is, what's some of your favorite movies and TV shows? Let the fans know what, what D-Shaw digs yeah. in his off time. And are you a big movie and TV fan? Dude, I was about to say, just like food, like, same way with movies. Like, I love movies. Um, some of my favorites, though, you know, it's hard to, like, pick a favorite, but just that come to my mind Yeah, first. just, just uh, throw some out there. Billy Madison. Solid. Um, the Goonies. Solid. You know, I love the Goonies. Super bad. Classic. Uh, yeah, that's that's top three off the. Seems top. like you're a big comedy fan. Yeah, for sure. You're not you're not really big into the action drama, uh, the dramas and the actions and the suspenses. Not huge in it, but you know, like if someone puts me on or recommends it, and I do like it, then yeah, like I appreciate it. Look, I'm gonna tell you, check out some Tarantino flicks. I think. Oh yeah, I've seen um. Is American Psycho a Tarantino? Ah, uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. That one. that's just straight Christian Bale. I don't know who directed that one, yeah, but that's not that should go hard. That yeah. shit is fine. Look, I'm telling you, check out Kill Bill, check out Django, check out Inglorious Bastard. Like if you, I'm telling you, if you go watch Tarantino's catalog, I feel like you as a lyricist and writer, you would be inspired. Like I feel, that's I could, fire. I could see you doing like a Reservoir Dogs inspired mixtape or some shit like yeah. that. Like I just, I feel like that that would be your vibe. So check out. Some Tarantino films. That's my that's Lynn's suggestion for you. Uh, okay, so uh, any, <clears throat> give me some of your favorite albums. If you're on an island and you can only get three albums, what three albums you taking? I'm taking Faces. That's not even an album, but I'm taking it. Nah, that's acceptable. <laughs> I get um, that. It's another one. It's a mixtape. It's real low key. It's called um, A Stolen Youth with Vince Staples, Mac Miller. Okay. Uh, I don't know I if you've heard, heard it. I don't even know if I've heard that one. That's, yeah, that's a Vincent Mac collab. Let me look, I'm gonna look that up while you. Yeah, Mac. Uh, 
Mac produced it entirely, but it's like Vince's project. But I mean, it features Dash, Earl Sweatshirt, Ab Soul. Like, it's a fucking, it's a classic. Like, really, I know every song on that. Oh yeah, okay. Is the is the Vince Staples Larry Fisherman joint? I know what this is. Yeah, that's, I know. Yeah, that's, that's just heat. hard. Yeah, no, okay. that's and then that's thirdly was the third one. Um. Definitely from Earl's catalog. I'm just trying to pick which album. Probably uh, some rap songs, man. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. some rap songs I don't go outside. See, I was about to say for Earl, let me pull up my Earl thing. Because I, to me, I think the best Earl project. So you like, I don't like. I take I that like back. You. I take that back. Equimina. Okay. Outcast. All right, yeah. I was going to say, if you was going to go with Earl, I like Doris. I think Doris is probably Earl. I love Earl. Like Earl's best shit. Oh no, some rap songs not I don't I go outside. Some rap songs is the 2018, but I do like I don't go outside. But to me, Doris is that's like bro, Hive, uh yeah, Sasquatch, Hive. Molasses, Whoa, those shits is hard. He's just one of them dudes, man. Like any beat he gets on, you know he's gonna torch it. Like yeah, he's gonna kill it. One thousand yeah. percent. So if you the the question that we ask everybody is if you are the writer, director, producer to the D Shaw two two five movie, how do you want the movie to end? Man, that's a dude, you got some fire ass questions. Like you I make try, me think, my brother. Like I appreciate you, bro. Like it ain't the favorite rapper. Who have you worked with? You know, like you're keeping yeah. it fun. But um man, I'd want it to end like any great fucking movie, you know, like beautiful wife, you know, nice family, kids, you know. I wanna be a family guy one day, you know. So I guess just happy, man, happy, successful, doing what the fuck I wanna do, whenever I wanna do it. One hundred percent, and that's the only that's the that's a great answer because that's the only thing. Like when once you get older, it's like yo, I just want have my family, have my kids there, be happy, and have my legacy. And if I can do whatever the fuck I want, then what what else, what, what beats that? You know what I mean? Nothing. Yeah. One hundred percent. Thank you so much, D Shaw, for coming on the pod, brother. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media. It's uh, D Shaw two two five everywhere: Instagram, Twitter. I'm just, I'm new to Facebook, but I'm trying to build that as well. So YouTube. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about Facebook. That shit, yeah. that's, old, that's old people. But yeah. Twitter, but YouTube, like D-Shaw 225 everywhere. 100%. Y'all definitely make sure y'all follow D-Shaw. Thank you for coming on the pod, my brother. And next time you drop a project, we will do a deep dive. I hey. love having you on. It was a pleasure, man. Thank you. And let's finish up the show with Bros Who Ball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to send a super shout out to DShaw225 for coming on the pod, talking about his latest album. Super, super dope. Y'all make sure y'all go follow him and check that out. Normally, this would be the time where we talk about bros who ball. But due to the NBA protests and when we recorded, we felt that we shouldn't have a bros who ball this week because the players are protesting. They are boycotting. They don't want to play. So we shouldn't talk about it now. I'm recording this amendment after it was said that they're coming back. I already gave my thoughts on said on them coming back in the amendment earlier. Now, we will be back with Bros Who Ball next week. Be sure to just educate yourself on what the NBA players are doing and formulate your opinions. Y'all let us know what you think at LinBWT, at Bros Who Think, at super 14 at Where's Brooklyn at, at Lil Doom SJE. Y'all make sure y'all do all of that. But,
With that being said, I'm just going to give some promo here. The pod is over. On Monday, be sure to check out Bros Who Binge because we we're, we have a super, super dope episode with a pitch it match between myself and Shamit Dua to see who goes to the conference finals to play Charles Reese. Be sure to check out our good fellas Run It Back with myself, Schubert, and Ian. That is out now. Anime Talk will be out on Tuesday with myself and Krista. We're also going to have some anime manga content coming. But... Until then, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube, subscribe to the Apple Podcast, Spotify, follow us. It would help us out tremendously, tremendously. But for D. Shaw, for Brooklyn, for uh, Doom, my name is Lennon. You guys have a great weekend. Prayers to Lake Charles. Prayers to everybody affected by Hurricane Laura. We will be back next Thursday. On Thursday, the schedule is back to normal to discuss everything going on in the world. But until then, have a good one and... Shawty so bad, she a week too Wearing the cosplay for me and it's see-through She got her ass on her looking like Kjo And she a hustler, grind for the peso uh, Grabbing your waist while we both watch the hentai I wanna go rounds, but you won't make it this time Loving the taco guy, she can't get over me Calling me over the beat of her ovary I get the sheets wet, she got me twisted We fucking the key sweat, she need a break Time to rotate, deep breath Say you ain't never had sex with a wee bet Do what I gotta do, bet I won't back out Feel like the rock, I'ma give her the smackdown Having fun with it, your body my playground <laughs> On game I'm so determined to see you about to the point where I'm starting to need Thanks. you. She wanted a realist, that's just how I'm feeling. They say, who you talking about? I'll call Alina. Came out from Philly, I can't wait to see you. Feel the connection, we meeting you truly a blessing. With you in my life, in a way that I'm stressing. It's you that I want and I won't second guess it. Yeah. Ooh, she got too much baggage. Can't forget it. Too much happened. I can't make it up to you. Do what I gotta uh, do Send that address, baby I sit outside and I wait Call her champagne Soon as we get home Lil' mama pop that shit in my face Waste on ain't one Ass on welfare Mama still home